0: Welcome, everyone. This is now another exciting episode. So, so exciting episode of the Army of Smartness podcast. I am your co host, Ryan, and with me, as always, the man with the plan back in the saddle again. Man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Mr. JD. How you be? Who's that coming down the track? It's a mean machine in red and black. Ain't nothing finer in the land than a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fan. Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs. Go Go dogs.
1: dogs. Sick them! <laughs> <clears throat> That's right, we were grown men barking and drinking at 11 in the morning. Uh, man, what a hell grown. a ball game. Well, not acting like it anyway. We're yeah, old. What a ball game. My goodness gracious. Uh, first of all, credit where it's due. Hats off to Ohio State. By far the best team we have seen this year. Uh, play against Georgia and a nail-biting finish my goodness it's all you could ask for and more since we won uh, but man what a heck of a game I'm looking forward to seeing CJ Stroud at the next level unless he goes somewhere I don't like he he looks good man he looks legit he
0: really I, I agree um and Marvin,
1: marvelous Marvin Harrison Jr my goodness H- hope he recovers uh quickly from his concussion there that which is just nature of the beast unfortunately but man he is a he is a top tier talent
0: yeah just like his dad
1: just like well in a different play style than his dad but yes uh but yeah yeah just marvin senior can't he's got to claim that one i tell you that that's what people say about my son all the time well marvin
0: it seems like marvin senior was taller than junior is yeah no
1: they're built differently they, they uh, are built a little differently and like i said have a bus have a little bit different play style but just as just as talented i gotta say so yeah I mean, tremendous just a, tremendous things in their future
0: just a straight up vacuum just get the ball close and he's got it
1: yeah he yeah get near enough but yeah exciting game thankfully we came out on top um now on to la for the texas christian university hypnotoads
0: yeah. um we gotta gotta be ready for them, man. They, no, man, that their quarterback they, they too put it, is they put it on Wolverines.
1: Boy, uh, I wonder if they caught you. you I'm not saying anyway, TCU that Sonny Dykes done an excellent job in his first year there, but uh, you have to wonder if Michigan was looking ahead a little bit to either way, it would have been a rematch of sorts. Um, either the Ohio State, I've, I'm gonna give them their V the back after that performance, uh, or Georgia trying to get a makeup from last year. Um, so hats off to both the hypno toads and the Buckeyes for a hell of a game played. Uh, Michigan didn't do badly. It's just, they, they showed up late. Yeah. Um, so, you know,
0: they, they were not ready. No, um, they
1: were not prepared for that apparently. So that,
0: plus I, I, they had, plus they had Rick Flair rooting for them. So um, that
1: is the kiss of death. That right is there. the I, kiss of death as a front runner, as, as much of a front runner as Flair is, his support is the kiss of death. We've seen it with the Falcons. We've seen it with the dogs in prior years. So uh, Rick, why don't you keep whatever your opinions are on this coming up game to yourself? Um,
0: yeah. Well, you know, he that. start he started hating us and all of a sudden we started winning.
1: Oh, good. Hey, <laughs> now, here here we figured out the, the deal. We were doing poorly until people started doubting Stead again. And my old uh, friend's, um, you know, text chain, uh, he started, we started cussing old Stead and he came around and said he his, you he needs your disapproval and your doubt it fuels him yeah he's sometimes great.
0: sometimes now let me but, say it right
1: now Stetson Bennett cannot win another national championship say I mean,
0: it right he, now. he's I mean he's just like you know an old 89 Chevy Stepside it doesn't start working until you start cussing at it but, that's it but uh yeah, yeah so, um uh, couldn't be happier about that I mean I would have uh I would have liked to have throttled Ohio State, but you know, well, wins hey, a win know, too, and I'll take listen,
1: it. They are too good for that. they you know, we, we live in an SEC bubble and God knows there's been plenty of reason for an SEC bias, but good football is being played outside the bounds of, of the Southeastern Conference. Sorry to say beyond the Mason Dixon line, but like half our damn conference is past the Mason Dixon line now. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's what else can you say tremendous tremendous effort by all parties involved uh and now that i know it in how it ends i'm gonna rewatch it and actually enjoy it this time around
0: oh yeah oh yeah how are you how was your new year's um well it was about about the same as yours (laughs) i didn't go to any (laughs) didn't go to any new year's parties i just uh watched the game Uh, of course uh, i'm still not feeling the best but i'm getting better but you've um, earned
1: it you earned it this time though
0: yeah and um uh, you know I, i've stayed up and watched it just like everybody else did um great game uh it was around about the same time that the uh ball dropped is when the uh yeah the kick shanked uh yeah right i i, I, I amongst them there. and you know at 11 58 p.m that night i, I made a uh a deal with god and that if he misses a kick i will go to church and lay a 20 in the offering plate so as a man of my word i showed up at church and uh, laid a, put a 20 in the offering plate so um, doing the uh,
1: lord's work
0: well i don't want to piss him off because we're going to need him next week um, How now,
1: my good man this is no time to be
0: making enemies <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway so go dogs on that um also You know, we want to encourage each and every one of you to check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter at Army of Smartness and email uh, Army of Smartness at gmail.com. We're going to hit a few headlines today. We are talking about Mrs. Foley's baby boy winning his first WWF World Heavyweight Championship as mankind. And, of course, you cannot talk about that without talking about the finger poke of doom.
1: We're going to do a.
0: And we're going to do a watch along on both of those. But before we do that, we're going to get into a couple of headlines. First and foremost, uh, we want to send out a rest in peace to uh, Don West, mm-hmm. um, former commentator of TNA. And if any of you uh, were kids or, or adults in the nineties and watched any part of QVC, uh, Don West was the guy that sold the baseball cards. Um, yep. When my dad didn't feel like paying the, <laughs> paying the satellite bill, uh we were stuck with uh qvc c-span and uh, uh maybe the PGTV? weather cha- maybe weather channel
1: pbs probably mm-hmm.
0: so uh, I, ju- I just remember the satellite companies explaining you you know you could uh you could pray you can watch your investments and you could buy stuff that's it um mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully you can you know buy some of those baseball cards and resell them, which today would probably bring a, a know,
1: it, how's the baseball card market doing now because i recently found my uh childhood card collection which is all pre would all be basically pre-94 well definitely pre-95 because the uh the strike in 94 is when i kind of checked out on baseball for a while just in time for the braves to <laughs> win a, a world series when i wasn't paying attention uh, but i saw the last one
0: so that's good
1: but now, if, if the baseball card market's still go, doing good, make me an offer on these, uh, on these wonderful, uh, collectible investments.
0: Well, let me know what you got, and I'll see. Um, I do need
1: to go through them and see what's all's in there. I actually I some have good
0: stuff. I've got a uh, two, uh, Jim Mint rookie cards of Chipper, um, nice. that are graded ten Jim Mint PSA. Um, so those are Get going. us in. up on
1: social, make us an offer.
0: Those are going into the vault, man. Uh, maybe when I retire, they'll be worth like you know 50 bucks. There you go. But, uh, either way you look at it, they're cool to have. I, I enjoy, you know, I've, I've still got my collection. I don't, I don't go for any of that new stuff any of, the, any of these days. During the pandemic, I mean, there were uh scalpers that just lined up at, at Target. Yeah, every morning, that. and people would get in fights over these was, damn things.
1: Was it the basketball cards and the Pokemon cards I heard? no it was baseball it really was baseball, it was baseball is it as well baseball
0: too? okay uh the panini prisms that had the autographs on them mm, okay. um that's really what they were going after but you know wrestling cards also really? uh, go. were going for a pretty penny they still do if you've got those classic um all-star wrestling cards um which is that's hulk hogan's rookie and uh several of them i mean you know Cornette liquidated his entire collection of the well one set of his collection
1: right i remember he was talking about that Did he put up for a bid or something I don't
0: yeah i mean he got on his show he got 20 or 30 thousand dollars for all of it um I
1: man i ain't gonna be mad at you for twenty thousand dollars
0: no i mean he it's really tough to get a high grade on those cards because they're so old but right. uh he had a couple that were around eight or nine and uh if you can find there's because there's only i think mm-hmm. one or two hulk hogan wrestling all-stars graded nine in the world uh, it's going forty fifty thousand dollars um
1: they've been great they would have been graded 12 in the tokyo dome
0: yeah yeah but uh so anyways um rest in peace don west uh great uh, great guy uh really sad ending and uh we send our thoughts and prayers out to uh, his family and friends. Um Indeed. also uh Uncle Howdy who has been teased a bit for uh, Bray Wyatt um we believe has made a his first appearance on Smackdown and joined Bray momentarily again oh. when in the ring with LA Knight and then put a sister Abigail on Bray. Um Oh, okay so that's the end of that yes so we're uh i don't know i think it's still i think it's still a compelling storyline i've seen pictures online (laughs) it it looks like bo um or yeah i've seen
1: some of the side-by-sides i'm not going to pretend to know if it's bo or not i've never stopped bo leaving but uh you know so i'm glad to see him get a turn if it is indeed him i just wonder are we getting to a black scorpion situation where there's messengers and different people portraying the role and
0: well and that that's why we say or a lot of people are saying that this might be uncle howdy because the one that came out and put the sister abigail on bray looks different and has a different mask than the one that came out a few weeks ago and was just standing in the entrance
1: was Um, he you know six or seven inches taller and 80 pounds heavier than then Brave can we have a we could have a sting Kevin Nash situation.
0: Well, it's not okay. quite so obvious because they weren't standing next to each other. Okay. Uh, I will say that the the original Uncle Howdy that was out there in the entrance kind of looked a little bit thicker, perhaps a bit more portly, um than the one that it's ended shocking. up in the ring. I think the one that was in the ring was probably Bo Dallas, but some people are saying Vincent. Um no, not Virgil um vincent uh i think his name is vinny i
1: thought you meant vincent kennedy mcmahon i was like now nah, he wanted to come back and this would be a hell of a way to
0: do yeah. It. yeah yeah he'd be oh, the one he would he would be the one no um vincent that was in uh um ring of honor in tna he's got the big scraggly beard and oh, okay a demonic uh, individual
1: well, if they're going to make a big reveal out of it, it's got to be a known quantity. If he's going to just wrestle or work or do whatever he's going to do as Uncle Howdy for a while, then it can be someone that's not appeared on WWE television or, or major broadcast television before. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, which which makes me think that this is probably both. Yeah. And, but uh, anyways, um, we haven't really talked about this, but um, Eric Bischoff has uh, made uh, some assertions that. Uh, yeah. The horsemen really didn't draw um, yeah what's your thoughts on that well <clears throat> well and, and I think it's more or less they didn't draw outside of the South
1: yeah because Philadelphia Baltimore Chicago those places all all in the heart of the South as we're, we're well aware. Um, but no I, I think there, we're talking about two different things here. I think Eric is talking about on a national television overlay, which the proper four horsemen kind of barely had. I mean, if you're talking about the four horsemen of Pretty Paul Roma and, you know, Mongo, yeah, they didn't draw. Those did not draw uh, because it wasn't the same thing anymore. It wasn't, um, you know, I'm not speaking ill of any of the abilities of the the participants involved because I mean, even the, the version that had Dean Malenko and he that must not be named were excellent workers but they just couldn't yeah you know, it, it was not you know the horseman that you see behind or could see behind me here if i didn't have my filter on um you know of rick arn tully and for me barry uh that's the, the horseman i grew up with or you know some would say ollie as the original um some would say lex uh you know was the top i think that's your favorite if i'm not mistaken oh i love him but, that's your, that's your horse. I'm saying that's your favorite variation of the horseman. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's not any of those. Uh, did they draw regionally? Yeah, but guess what, Eric? At the time, wrestling was regional outside of the WWF. I mean, hell, you know, when, when's the where's the hottest card that the AWA ever drew in Atlanta? Nowhere. You know why? Because it was a regional promotion. So, to say that they never drew outside the South is... Technically correct, which is the best kind of correct, but it's also the wrong question, because yeah, they they had TBS, but TBS wasn't. I mean, that was also kind of towards the end of the Horseman being there at their hottest, right? Or am I am I misspeaking on that? Well, so I don't really broadly available.
0: here's the thing. Yeah, they didn't draw nationwide, but who did? Andre, right. Right. I mean, you know, not even Hogan
1: Hey, I mean, Hogan well, did ish. I mean, if you're not counting Memphis cause Memphis is where he was just learning. Well, and
0: right? it really depends on what, okay. It depends on what years he's talking about, but I'm assuming that he's talking prime horseman. We're talking, you know, 80, that 84 to 87, 86, whatever. Well,
1: even still, you know, I, the, the horseman WCW Jim Crockett promotions. It wasn't WCW even at the time. Uh, the, the NWA led primarily by Jim Prockett Promotions, did draw outside the South while the four horsemen were on top. I mean, yeah, they, they drew, like, like I said, in Philadelphia, they had to start touring in Ohio because Ohio was like the next biggest market for TBS, And, and so they started touring in Ohio this, and Chicago.
0: This all boils down to Rick and, you know, talking trash about Bischoff because he put him on his, um, documentary his new okay. documentary which by the way on peacock check it out it's actually pretty good yeah i haven't got um, a chance to watch it that's pretty good and also i watched it and i don't understand what rick is so pissed off about i didn't Rick's see an it. emotional guy though this He's is high. not this is nothing that eric has not said before right and I, I to be honest with you i thought bruce was way more offensive but whatever yeah, what did um,
1: Bruce say? well, that's a whole nother can of worms. We'll talk about that.
0: At well, time. I mean, Bruce just basically said, yeah, I thought he was going to come up to New York and take over and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, Rick actually even responded to that on this past weekend. He said, no, he, you know, everything else that he said was pretty much spot on. He said, but that part where he said, I thought I was going to take over the business up in new, up in New York. I didn't think that. I was just so happy to be gone from WCW. That's what
1: I was gonna say. Yeah, he wanted to get away from her and old. Yeah,
0: and uh, but anyways, he it it boils down to that. And then Rick tweeted at him, and then uh, okay, Rick poked the bear, and then Eric responds and says, you know, the horseman did not draw outside of the south. Really outside of North Carolina, which I don't know. They they drew pretty heavy in Atlanta. The omnis in North Carolina. Yeah, right. And he he also said that I introduced you to a national audience. You're welcome. I made you.
1: Yeah, that's too far. That's That's that that,
0: now that is Eric. To be fair, that is Eric saying you poke you poke this bear. The bear's going to poke back.
1: Oh, I understand. Yeah,
0: and, and to be honest with you, I tend to agree. A little bit with that because Eric did take. He was on WWF two... prior? No. He was the
1: WW, WWF champion two times before uh, Bischoff was anything more than a, C, a C-string announcer by his own admission?
0: Yeah. yeah oh, but I didn't know that. Let's, let's, okay. let's be honest though. Rick was, there for, Rick was there for what, a year?
1: He was there 91 to 93, right? He was on A ball. year and a
0: half. Yeah, dude. WCW was all over the place for five or six years. No I mean, one was
1: watching it. No one was watching WCW at that time.
0: I didn't say that nobody was watching it or somebody was watching it. I'm saying that Eric damn sure took him there for a lot longer than anyone else did. Do, now, he do, I, do it, I...
1: Eric didn't take him anywhere. But, he was there. He moved in. He was with the furniture that came with the house.
0: But did he but did he make Ric Flair? No, he did not no, make Ric Flair. Make Ric, Ric, Ric Flair. Flair was made back in the 80s before you were even in the South, bro. But did he introduce him to a national audience that he probably hadn't been at before? Yeah, I think so.
1: I'm going to strongly disagree there. because Yeah, while we make fun of WCW, it was on national television before Eric got there. Agreed, it was a poor product and very few people, relatively speaking, few people were watching it.
0: Yeah, but um, it was all it was even as WCW, even even at that point, it was still regional. It really didn't travel that much.
1: No, it didn't travel that much because, you know, that's what got Crockett in a lot of trouble and had to sell the company. He started trying to expand his footprint more than he was really capable of and outspent himself and got overextended on this pay per view money that wasn't going to show up for a year. And so he
0: And you're frozen uh again
1: that was true before uh eric got there Bill all right, all right the same you, thing. you
0: you cut out on me
1: where'd you where'd i lose you uh
0: you just began to raise your hand
1: well i need the words because i've been
0: saying <laughs> that. it um, was uh Crockett was trying to fly oh, back and yeah. forth. Yeah, and... Crockett
1: was trying to fly back and forth. He had two different planes trying to you know book shows across the country in the same day and overextended himself because he was relying on pay-per-view money that wasn't actually going to come in for a year or so. I mean, that's all been pretty well documented. Uh, and so basically he just overextended himself and got um, in a situation where by the time that pay-per-view money was going to show up, he had to sell to Turner. And at the outset, Turner, WCW Turner Broadcasting didn't want to spend much money on WCW, which is why they had a Bill Watts come in, try and slash all the uh, all, all the budget as much as they could, slash all the top stars' money. Uh, you know, they had, and re, and Eric's right, they, they were regional because out of necessity. Yeah, Why else would you have a pay-per-view in Biloxi? No offense. But, you know, they agreed that it was somewhat regional. That was a cost-cutting initiative more than anything else. Its broadcast was still national um so i can't agree that he introduced rick flair to a national audience i definitely can't agree that he made rick flair um so you know there's right and wrong on both sides here as is so often the case but you know that to me i, I don't buy that eric bischoff had anything to do with making rick flair
0: no he didn't he didn't make him mm. rick flair was made way before then but expanding his base, yes, I do think he did that. And, you know, I, I just don't recall there being any Crockett, any, you know, Barnett, anything on the West Coast. And I distinctly remember Nitros in Seattle. Yeah. You know, no, I, and yeah. it's, and it, it's, it's not what I'm saying is not, I'm not necessarily saying that Eric Bischoff really had anything to do with making rick flair or spanning expanding you know his appeal necessarily rick flair was rick flair everybody you know even at that point in time rick flair was well known but not everybody had seen rick flair on that you know in those particular areas with certainly with that amount of regularity uh mm-hmm. until bischoff came along but
1: maybe say it this way before Eric Bischoff, here's what I'll give Eric Bischoff on this. Certainly, before Eric Bischoff, Jim Crockett Promotions and then w- later early WCW was a regional promotion with the national brought with a national show, right? So, but yeah, it was regionally based in the sense that they shot everything at Center Stage or later on at MGM, uh, which was a Bischoff innovation, I believe. So, yes, it was shot regionally, broadcast nationally. Now, where Eric really hit the moneymaker there was taking Nitro on the road and uh, getting a live competitive show against Raw. That was – and he doesn't even take credit for that. He just was kind of stuck with it. Uh, But he did a great job with it, and, you know, and then, of course, the NWO hits and off we go, off to the races. Um, So I'm not trying to take anything away from Eric in that regard. He did a fine job, you know, in a lot of ways – for a pretty significant amount of time. So, yeah, you know, he still stands as the best competition Vince has ever had or yeah, Vince has ever had. So, um, you know, I'm not denigrating Bischoff to say, you know, he was never anything. Now that's not true, but he also didn't make Ric Flair. So, you know, anyway,
0: well, that's not what of, we plan to
1: talk about today.
0: <laughs> speaking of, uh, greatest wrestlers of all time, mm. Ryback, um uh wwe has actually given up their trademark battle on ryback's name ryback now has the ryback name um so good for him
1: good for you and you're right with the greatest wrestlers of all time ryback is often found in the same (laughs) sentence with a rick flair with a bret hart with a Kurt Angle. That with sentence a, is usually hey, those guys are all really good. Ryback sucks,
0: <laughs> but he's
1: still in the same sentence with, with those folks.
0: Uh I don't I wouldn't say Ryback sucks. No, he
1: doesn't. I know I'm just teasing. But he, he just ha-
0: he just has a personality that he just
1: thinks a lot more highly of himself than anyone else does. And to an extent, I get that. If you're not gonna be your number one fan, who's gonna be? But he was you know, we're gonna get into it with with Goldberg here. He was promotion. Like that was it. He was he was sizzle. And you have to be good to good enough to be sizzle. Don't get me wrong. There there is an aspect that you have to do. I mean, there's a reason Van Hammer never got off the ground. But you know, you got to at least be good enough to merit the sizzle. And Ryback did that for a little while, as did Goldberg.
0: I got you. Well, JD, since you're good and fired up this morning.
1: Oh man, I, I didn't know you were trying. You did this on <laughs> purpose. This was a plot.
0: No, not necessarily. I just. <sighs> you know. Honestly, well, I was
1: I was ready to be mad about Georgia. Now I have to be happy about Georgia. So now I got to divert this rage elsewhere.
0: Well, you can, <laughs> you, between Bischoff and the uh, finger poke of doom, mm-hmm. I think we should, uh, we won't have uh, too much of a problem. So since you are um, passionate about, or well, we'll say pissed off about uh, the finger poke of doom, why don't you give us a primer? What is the finger poke of doom? What is what we're about to watch? How do we get there and why?
1: Well, as for what it is, that'll become fairly readily apparent once you watch it and it won't take long to watch. So don't worry. um, Since we're doing a double header here, but let me give you a little bit of background, a little bit context for what we're about to see. (sighs) Bill Goldberg, the man, as he was called, was, in fact, the man in, in WCW from, was it July of 98 until January? Well, yeah, late December of 98 there. So really, you think about it, that whole, his whole first title run, it's like six months. It seems like a lot longer in hindsight. But bear in mind, this is the guy that came in, didn't say anything for the longest time, um, and just plowed through the whole roster up to a you know, an eventual winning streak of like 173 and oh, something like that. Um, and he was their top guy. They're in the kind of the aftermath of what we watched recently at Starcade 97. Pardon me. Um, he was, you know, he he kind of out of the ashes of that storyline, Goldberg was really kind of the next big thing to hit. And hit he did. Um, yeah, you know, I, I am not always I've not always been the biggest fan of Goldberg's work, but you can't deny he was over. I know Bret Hart always got a kick out of him. Um, it's just that, what, you, you made a face?
0: No, I just think about that Twitter. That's the Twitter account. Does Bret Hart like Bill Goldberg? And every day they just tweet out, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's
1: a whole different story, and that'll be a couple years year or so down the road from, uh, from where we're talking about today, so we won't get into that. But, yeah. Eventually, to me, the streak got boring. So I'm not going to argue against the streak ending. Like, I'm not arguing that. I just, I'm not even arguing about ending it the way it ended, which we'll get to in a second. But suffice to say, Goldberg had been running through everybody. He ran through Raven to get the US title, then he ran through Hogan to get the world title. During this interim of Hogan's, or excuse me, Goldberg's primary you know, first title run here, Hogan retires. And comes on the Tonight Show. I think. Let me hold on. You can't see this because it's radio. But I'm doing air quotes when I say retires. He wrestling retires, and teases a presidential run in 2000. Right on the Tonight Show or some. Yep. Some na- mainstream national.
0: Oh, no, that was Leno.
1: Was it Leno? Okay. Uh, so he teases he's going to run for president. So he's t- taking time out to assemble a cabinet. Uh, see what see what Brutus the Barber Beefcake's doing. What, what would he be? Would he be um, Secretary of the Interior? Where would you put him? Secretary, we'll the
0: secretary of Offense.
1: hey um, Jimmy Hart, obviously, is going to be your press secretary. Yeah, that's going to be... <laughs> oh, my God. Given. Could you imagine the... <laughs> hey, you're going to love this presidential <laughs> kid, man, baby. We've got beer and cans. Uh, but anyway, so he's assembling his cabinet, and it's sort of receded into the background, for the most part, during this, this era. Uh, Not entirely, though. I mean, he's still leading the NWO black and white, which is, you know, the NWO has now split into the Wolfpack red and black uh and the uh, Wolfpack Hollywood, excuse me, the NWO Hollywood uh black and white. Uh the the Wolfpack is the babyface group. They've got Nash as the leader, they've got Sting, Lex Luger, Macho Man. Basically everybody that Hogan turned on to create the NWO, they go to the Wolfpack. Um they also had Conan, um they had they played footsie with Disco, didn't they? Wasn't Disco Inferno trying to join the Wolf Pack and pretending like he was in it.
0: Yeah, eventually. More like know.
1: the Sami Zayn bloodline thing, but not as good.
0: Yeah. Only o- yeah, so,
1: Well, you know. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Uh, the NWO black and white, this is where you really see Scott Steiner start to come up in prominence a little bit because he's in there. You've got Kurt Hennig. Um, Scott Norton is, is one of the heavy hitters for the NWOB team during this time buff bagwell as we've discussed gets a gets a level up here uh so you've got pretty legitimate factions you know to go at it here um and it's all going to culminate in you know what becomes the finger poke of doom so to get to that we've got goldberg up to a million billion wins right uh, and no losses he gets to Starcade because nash has won world war three if i'm not mistaken he gets the right to challenge Goldberg at StarK which he does um Scott Hall who has been sort of this tweener kind of character between the black and white and the black and red he is technically with the nwo hollywood faction but he's always kind of bitched about hey wait a minute you kicked me out of the nwo i started it it's mine that kind of a thing um so uh you know he's kind of been this weird tweener And so it's somewhat surprising, but doesn't really give away what's about to happen. When Scott Hall, of all people, comes out with a cattle prod (laughs) in the Starcade match with Goldberg and Nash, shocks Goldberg, who goes into epileptic fits uh, from the cattle prod, to allow Nash to get the pinfall. Importantly, Nash allegedly doesn't see this happen. He doesn't know what happened. He just thinks that Goldberg had an aneurysm or something, you know, something's going on here. So he jackknives and pins goldberg wins the belt all right also allegedly during this time nash is the booker um and i think he's claimed that 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 to be the case so he's got the title as the booker which again i'm not saying it's not the time for goldberg to um lose the belt and i'm not even mad at nash that it's nash that took it that, like that 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 part's all fine with me it's what happens next so we're about a week out from Starcade. the next, not the next night, but the week after that, we're going to January 4th, 1999, in the Georgia Dome, where Goldberg won the belt six months prior, um, and basically Nash says, hey, I've seen what happened with Hall come out and tasing you, that ain't right, I'm going to challenge you for the belt again, I'm going to defend my belt against you, um, fair and square, let's do this. So that's what's happening. Goldberg then shows up at the arena met by the police as Miss Elizabeth has charged him, I believe with aggravated stalking was the, was the word they use there. Now let's not get Let's not look too hard at that because it's just going to make me angrier and make all of our heads hurt. But allegedly the original storyline was going to be an, a, a rape allegation. That's, I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that in the past. Obviously, for reasons that are should be clear, no one is a fan of going along with this, because that's an even worse idea. Um, so they they mitigate it down to aggravated stalking. I didn't know there was already a restraining order or a TPO filed against Goldberg, but I guess there must have been if he's if it's aggravated stalking. Um, so he gets questioned by the police. They establish the fact that the um police station that they go to is like right around the corner from the georgia dome where this is happening um walking distance easy walking distance of that centennial park area where the georgia where the georgia dome and phillips arena and all that stuff is in downtown atlanta um so we get a good lesson in why goldberg was never allowed to talk when he's trying to explain that he does good things to the community he helps kids he helps animals he helps the police he calls the officers out by name you know me you know, all the good I do in this community. Uh, and then of course, Liz's story breaks down under questioning. She, you know, says that he follows her to the buildings, to the hotel, to the gyms. Like dude, yeah, it's a traveling show. We're always all together all the time. Um, so basically they're trying to sideline Goldberg. Meanwhile, uh, Hogan is in the background here and basically agrees to come out of retirement. I think Nash, challenges him so well Goldberg ain't going will make it hogan guess what you've been around your mouth yeah i'm gonna lay one on you if you'll come back for one more match for the belt i'm gonna show you what it means and so against his will uh hogan reluctantly agrees to, to strap up the boots that he just happened to have with him for one more match um and so we get to the main event and All of this Goldberg and NWO and NWO White versus NWO Red, all this storyline is going to culminate right here. I mean, we're talking about not quite 13, 18 months of storytelling like we had with Sting, but doggone close. I mean, most of the year of 1998 is culminating in this anticipated matchup uh, that we're about to watch right here. Before we get to it, Ryan, is there anything you need to add? Anything I skipped over in my furor? Well, I guess
0: I guess that we could go ahead and talk about uh, the Monday Night Wars in this. Now, keep in mind this: we're in the middle of uh, WCW beating the WWE WWF at the time uh, for 83 consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the night where WWF turns the tide. One thing yeah. that that WCW had been doing during this 83 weeks and just slightly prior was giving away the finish of Monday Night, uh, Monday Night Raw, because Monday Night was live every other week uh, and taped for the next week. And uh, WCW Nitro was live every week. So they would give finishes away here and there. All the while, uh, there's a guy by the name of Mick Foley Mm -hmm. who has... Uh, let's just say it he has earned his way to the top uh he took
1: the long way
0: he took a real long way he went around his ass to get to his elbow uh so to speak uh diving elbow off the ring apron. off
1: the off the ring onto the bare concrete floor
0: yeah uh, you know the between the the, the hell and the cell matches i mean this is a guy who uh, started out really at the bottom and endeared himself to the uh, wrestling fans of the WWF at the time and uh, is about to be rewarded with a uh, a win over the Rock uh, for the WWF championship. Now, Tony Schiavone uh, was the one that gave away the finish of Monday Night Raw. And he says that Mick Foley is about to win their their world um, title
1: wrestled here one time as cactus jack
0: wrestled here exactly. one time as cactus jack is about to win their world title huh that'll put some butts in the seats and butts in the seats becomes sort of the moniker uh that has followed tony Schiavone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the last 24 well, to be years fair
1: i mean i don't think bischoff gave him the exact line he basically said hey when you give this off make sure you undersell it and poo-poo it or whatever
0: exactly and and it's not which, Tony's fault. T- t- Tony was told to give away the finish and and you know get down on him. So <laughs> not not a uh, you, you can't you can't really blame uh, Shivani for this. But uh, no. anyway, so what we're going to do here is that we're going to uh, do a, a little watch along uh, on WCW Monday Nitro. We're going to start with the finger poke of finger poke of doom. Uh, time code here is two hours 10 minutes 38 seconds that's two hours 10 minutes 38 seconds we're at season five episode one two hours 10 minutes and 38 seconds crap all right right, jd yeah you want to give us a countdown
1: all right it's the final countdown here we go three two one play all right we're coming back on the uh house here at the George Dome with Michael Buffer in the in the ring as he always was, dapper as ever announcing the the combat combatants here. Uh remember Nash I mean, coming in as the world heavyweight champion. I mean look at uh, this, look at out, the Nash
0: signs back there man. Yeah, I, that, I mean, Nash, Nash is, is over. over. Nash like is this over. would
1: have worked had they had an actual match and gone, that that's the, that's one of my big problems with it. What they had set up I think would have actually worked. Um you know the the what becomes the finger poke I don't think works so much. Um, now bear in mind, Goldberg has finally been freed from his, his, uh, incarceration here. And the previous shot right before this actually was, um, I think him being let loose from, from the police station. So he's going to sprint back to the arena, which they've said is within walking distance and he can't get there in time until the very, very end. So it's just a lot of things going on here. Uh, but it's funny when they were putting the cuffs on him, they couldn't get the cuffs on his wrists. So he walks out with like one handcuff on. <laughs> and Hogan, of course, they're smirking at him at the back. Cause I guess Hogan just hangs out by the, you know, loading dock doors. Uh, <laughs> since he retired, maybe he lost his private locker room. I, I don't know. <laughs> so here we go. 40,000 yeah.
0: people here at the Georgia. Yeah, Dome. Look
1: at all these people. Good Lord. What, I miss wrestling drawing like this
0: on a monday night on a
1: monday <laughs> night
0: no build
1: no again uh, bear in no. mind this match is yeah and here comes for the rare occasion that hulk hogan comes out first look at that guy in the dog's hat he's ready throwing he's up the sleeves the big bad booty daddy accompanying hollywood here so at least he's not wrestling in full gear He has boots on, but he's got, you know, he's got a sprayed on shirt like he likes it. He's got his uh, Hager slacks ready to go. Uh, So he's going to wrestle in that, but he's, you know, at least it doesn't have the full airbrushed, you know, tights. I'll give him that credit for a little bit of verisimilitude here.
0: Yeah, them them pleats, though.
1: Oh, man, pleats were the thing back in the (laughs) late 90s, boy. I was recently told the pleats are no longer the thing. I didn't know that. I haven't kept up with the men's fashion for a while. Apparently, if got any pleated pants, you put them away until it comes back around.
0: I just remember when this was going on, I was convinced that Hulk Hogan was running for president.
1: Oh, yeah. Listen, adult me knows that that's BS, but you got to remember, I'm 15 years old here. Um, so, you know, I don't think he's actually going to run for president. But I do think he's somewhat retired and just wants to do something else. So I kind of believe that. So, yeah.
0: You know, it does not seem so far fetched now.
1: No, <laughs> n- knowing what we know now, he would not be the first WWE Hall of Famer to run for president. So Looking your way, Kid Rock. Exactly. Please don't run for
0: president. We need. We need more signs.
1: Now you know. Here, here's what we don't need. This is also the era where the laser pointer became a big deal. In wrestling my god that had to be horrifying to try and work with and here comes this big sexy kevin nash himself
0: well he's sh- he he over didn't...
1: like Rover here why did they need to do this and i'll tell you why is the re- yeah you know, after we actually see it i'll tell you i'll go into nash's reasoning for why this happened
0: he didn't shave his armpits what no he this? did
1: not did, he did not give the courtesy shave you might ask yourself why would a professional wrestler shave his armpits other than for aesthetics? And the reason is you got somebody in a headlock for a living that you're not, you got somebody in a headlock that you're not mad at. It's just common courtesy, not to have your underarm pubes in their face. I'll lose you again. No, you're good. Okay. You just have the same expression. Right.
0: <laughs> um, I'm watching. You just this. give
1: me the Johnny same face here. Oh, look oh, he finally is. with the wolf back. Hey, yo, Hey yo, Rest in peace, Scott Hall, one of the legends we've lost this year. Look at that. Yeah, it's tugging on the Wolfpack shirt. He's finally in, baby. Hey, you don't need no stinking belt. Either championships or fossil, doesn't matter. He don't yeah. need a belt, baby.
0: Yeah, we're we're just going to get, get, it, out, like, get out the car. Right here, I'm excited
1: now for, for an NWO red versus white feud. I, I'm excited for it, even knowing what happens. This could have been colossal.
0: You know, they really should make a Wolfpack shirt that says, poke me, pay yeah, me. <laughs> poke me, pay me. Oh, gosh. Look at this. Ends up still doing the two-sweep. The a little bit of a razor, a little bit of a razor jump right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, the Wolf Pack is back causing mass destruction. Hey, there's fake Lillian Garcia. I, that's who
0: I thought that was at first, yes. but I'm like, no, that's not her.
1: That's that's Kenny Brand, Lillian Garcia on the outside. And again, I am super pumped for this feud. I think that's what's happening here. The red versus white really going to come down to it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the main event feud. And I submit that would have worked. Um, this is just, you're going to see a little piece of my soul die right here in just a minute. So we got our corner we got our seconds ready to go. Uh, all right. Yeah. Get in there, baby. Get in there. You get a whole that shirt off it can Keep that one on. Uh, I got to wear this shirt out of here.
0: I'm going to take a moment to break him high.
1: That's right. I must break you. You learned that from his Rocky time. Yeah, Nash <laughs> with the story of the team. Listen, this would have been freaking a gangbuster feud if they were really going to do it. All right, here we go. Ready? It's world title time. And bear in mind, don't watch the guaranteed title change on WWF television. It's happening at the same time as this. We've already told you about that. All right, they're going to pace around here. They're feeling each other up here in the early goings of the match.
0: Got to really sell this finger.
1: Yeah, here we go. All right, we are ready? We ready? Oh, yeah. Check those ropes. Check the integrity. Stretch about a little bit. There we go. I want to pull pull a tendon. Bounce off the ropes, Hogan does.
0: I want to pull a tendon in your hand.
1: No, no, no. That's the last thing you want, something like this. You need that hand for jerking yourself off like this. All right, we got the stare down. Here we go. Iconic. Oh my god. This is Hogan and Andre. This is Hogan Warrior staring each other down. Here we go. A little shove into the corner. Hey. Huh. Hey. Means business here, baby dog. Sell it.
0: Sell it. That's give me those double click the, signs. I see Nash doesn't have the uh saved uh, shaved armpit, so you know it's not gonna be a long match.
1: No. Did he even wear his he might have worn his watch out here? I don't know. He'd always take his watch off as he came down the down the ramp and into his pocket if there's gonna be physicality. Yeah!
0: that oh. is
1: the biggest bump kevin nash ever took one the deuce and three
0: and everybody everybody looks real the pissed. actual
1: <laughs> hell is happening what is this there's swerve there's a swerve and there's pissing off your audience and let me just say this is the last nitro i watched until the last nitro this pissed me off so bad here comes goldberg it was walking distance as established before, but he got in a Toyota Corolla, an unmarked Toyota Corolla that the cops use apparently. And he runs <laughs> in to the Georgia Dome. My goodness gracious.
0: And a jacket that's way too big. Even for him. It,
1: dude, it's January in Atlanta. It's got to be 50 degrees. He needs <laughs> that jacket. And now everybody's just all over hugging, kissing, hugging, touching, squeezing each other. And Goldberg's going to come out here. Oh, no one it. horseman. There's no DDP to back him up. There's no sting to back him up. Because what are the rest of the Wolfpack thinking about all this? That's what you got to wonder.
0: Oh, you better oh, watch out with that kick. kick. Watch out with those kicks. Oh, man. watch out. That's...
1: Yeah, Scott Hall's no fool. He stopped short. He's like, you're not kick- you're not actually going to kick me, brother. That's not going to oh, be shit. smart. Oh, watch out. And smack with the right and golden me... weak spot right between the shoulders. So if you hit him uh-huh. with a little strap of leather, that watch totally out. shuts him down.
0: You keep on. I will lightly touch you with his belt.
1: Right? Oh my goodness! See, that's why Hogan had to check the. Oh, there's a a less of a spear, more of a correct. They spit the out down. a tooth. He, I don't know whose it was, but maybe. I <laughs>
0: don't oh, know. Could have. Oh, oh,
1: here's Lex.
0: Could have been those. Bugles. Lex is
1: back in. Could have been those involved. He's fully involved in this. He's come to. Oh, uh, no, oh no! He's going to turn on. How can we have seen this coming?
0: Swerve after swerve after swerve. Just I completely. Swerve after
1: swerve. I mean, my goodness. Uh... Cruising USA doesn't have as many swerves in it as this does. Oh. I
0: completely forgot that Lex Luger was on to. this. I'm like,
1: was he okay. in the NWO going forward from this? I don't, because I did, like I said, I did not watch Nitro anymore after this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because you don't yeah. see Sting out here.
0: <laughs> and you don't Gold. see
1: Macho Man yet, do you? Oh. Yeah. Here comes Buff. Buff carrying the spray paint. Is that Buff that just walked in? conveniently they had the handcuffs still on him they drove him to the arena but did not take the handcuffs off of him did the Atlanta police and now the infamous cattle prod oh and another epileptic fit oh and again yeah see and there's Elizabeth looking like she swallowed the damn canary in the background there buffing his fanciest Dr. Zeus Dr. Seuss hat ready to go. Oh. And the beer and the popcorn rain down.
0: It's so to- good.
1: someone brought toilet paper. Some Auburn fans in the house tonight. bringing the toilet paper with them.
0: So we're gonna get a multicolor uh, a sprayed, NWO spray. Spray some paint up in the air and it hit Scott in the face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: Oh, and the full NWO for life as well.
0: That's how big his oh, back is. Gracious. He could, oh, he's uh, yeah. writing it down on his ass, he too. But Tale
1: of Two Cities on that back. You kidding me? And the multicolor paint job. It looks like Lance Archer now. Oh, All right,
0: so. I think so, Goldberg is done selling after you start painting his head. I don't it's think So like, Yeah,
1: dude, it's stuff. over. It's, it's over. You've had your moment. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the the idea behind this, in theory, was that Goldberg is now going to have a united NWO to contend with. Um, the, you know, I, I think uh, Kevin Nash put it as a heel factory uh, to go through. That is not exactly what happens. When does Goldberg hurt his arm? It's not immediately after. This is a couple months down the road, is it not? I believe so. Yeah. So Goldberg, you know, before that can really get off the ground, I guess punches through legit punches through a limousine window and about bleeds to death on national television. Um So yeah. It, it's, what could it, the, uh, the NWO Wolfpack Hollywood feud could have had such a great culmination here, but instead we get the rug pulled out from. and I get you want to piss your audience off, but there's a difference between, Oh, that son of a gun Nash. I want to see him get his and that, Dirty sob Hogan. I want to see him get his too, and also, and there's a difference between that and fuck this. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm not doing this anymore. And that's where I was as a 15 year old little wrestling fan that been watching since I was four, which I I understand is only 11 years, but those years are longer than from 28 to now. Uh, So yeah, I felt like Hulk Hogan had had the belt my entire damn life. I was sick to death of Hogan having the belt. I was ready for somebody else, somebody new to come through. And wouldn't you know who has the belt now? Hulk Freaking Hogan.
0: Yeah, the uh finger poke of doom, what can you say about it that hasn't already been cussed about? But it uh I, I want to leave uh I want to leave too. I want to leave I want to leave on a on a good note here. So why don't we uh switch over and watch uh Mrs. Foley's baby boy bring home yeah. the hardware? And hey, just to
1: catch you up, let's let's provide a little context for this as well. Um bear, remind me, how did Stone Cold lose the belt here? Because what, what happened was The Rock wins the belt at Survivor Series 98. That's the tournament. Um was Stone Cold in that tur- yeah, Austin gets a buy. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's out that I forget why this title was vacated. Um, and you'll have to refresh my memory on that. But this was in the era where I could get the pay-per-views at my house it just looked like it was snowing in the building but you could hear it perfectly you could see it well enough so i was watching survivor series 98 and you know they wanted to provide some controversy on the anniversary of survivor series 97 so austin gets like a buy into the finals of the tournament and he's going to face the rock who at this point is still a baby face for the most part he's kind of a tweener he you know he's a rough-edged baby face as was stone cold so Survivor Series ninety eight, Rock joins the the corporation, Vince's faction. Uh, Vince helps him out to win the title. Um, right? Did I have all that right. Is my memory not faulty there?
0: Yeah, I mean he won it at a Survivor Series. That's uh, Series
1: ninety eight. Sure. So he he joins Corporation. Vince helps him win. So now he you know he's the corporate champion instead of the people's champion. And this is Rock's actual first title run, right? His first uh, run with the the big belt if i'm not mistaken yeah uh and it goes from the people's eyebrow to the corporate eyebrow the corporate elbow all, all that kind of stuff um and so mick foley had proffered himself to be mick foley mankind had proffered himself to be the corporate champion even getting the makeover and slicking his hair back and trying to wear a suit and all this and that's where the the tie in the mankind outfit yeah. comes from yeah this and of is of course uh, vince leaves him at the altar
0: yeah So at Survivor Series 98, Mankind actually has a match with Steve Austin and um, Shane McMahon runs in to be the referee after the referee has been knocked out, puts his hands down twice on the canvas and then flips the bird uh, to Austin. That's it. Yeah. And so um, Briscoe ends up hitting Mankind with the chair and Mankind gets a win over Austin um obviously that's what it
1: was so it's mankind and rock in the finals
0: yeah and so mankind uh eventually he ends up getting screwed in the finals as well so so
1: so not only has the the man mick foley um when fans would know that he's given his blood sweat tears teeth ears everything for the business um you know to, to make it in the world but the character of mankind has been used as a pawn and screwed over by the corporation. So now we have um through whatever contrivance uh we have mankind challenging the rock, and he's gonna be kind of seconded to even the odds a little bit. He's gonna be seconded by DX at this point, right? Yes. Uh okay. for this match. And so the rock obviously has the corporation behind him, which I believe consists of boss man, Ken Shamrock, um it wasn't the full-on corporate ministry yet, was it? It was just the corporation. Yeah,
0: it was just the corporation.
1: Yeah, okay. So not The Undertaker and The Acolytes and Midian. Yeah,
0: and and shortly after Tony Schiavone tells everybody that Mankind is going to win their world title, uh, over a half million people actually changed the channel. What do you uh, know? People
1: want to see a guaranteed world title change.
0: And uh, this is the show that ends the 83 weeks of dominance, and WCW never really recovers from that.
1: In any way, you know, creatively or commercially, WCW died yeah. January fourth, nineteen ninety nine. It just took them two years to lay down somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you might be asking yourself, well, how would they know? It, you know what happens in Raw. Raw was taped every other week, so they would do a live Raw and then tape a Raw, and then they would play that Raw the next week. As fate would have it, they taped the title change episode of Raw um and so that was you know however whatever machinations went on behind the scenes wcw had a copy of it they see what they saw what happened so they were able to tell the um viewing audience hey there's a guaranteed title change on the other on the the program if you would like to to watch that
0: yeah so anyways for the watch along here the time code that we're looking at is uh raw season seven episode one one hour 20 minutes and 43 seconds that's one hour twenty minutes and forty three seconds. JD, why don't you give us a countdown?
1: All right, and in three, two, one, play. All right, we we'll see mankind, Mister Sacco, coming to the ring. God bless mankind. Mick Foley, just one of the most genuine people walking the face of this earth. Thank God he's still walking.
0: Somehow, um, somehow,
1: man is it weird my first thought is wow mixed looking trim here He looks pretty good by foley standards that is a oh, son of a gun and again you see the signs everywhere it's a different era in wrestling when the people on the third row couldn't see anything um it's just signs galore signs that would not pass muster <laughs> these days on a nationally televised program and we see dx coming out here to to back mick up here long pants triple h which to me is still the best triple h uh love long pants triple H.
0: he's always the indian because he stood up for the underdog hmm. not something that you could say today but it's uh
1: the rock is good was it better than this? did it ever get better than this look at this my
0: goodness the rock of course has just had a breast reduction so he's wearing a uh, jumpsuit in this one yeah
1: he's got the the rocks uh shirt here um but yeah we saw dx come out long pants triple h uh we got long pants rock here as well uh my favorite triple h is long pants triple h um anybody want to see that <laughs> everybody's got his mixed mat mismatched Xbox has a mismatched navy pants and black jersey uh shane gonna call it right down the middle baby is the special guest referee you know he's gonna keep it keep it right down the middle so now is this rocket had some issues with Gyno gotta how, how you say it
0: uh it's the uh, it's make makes your boobs it gives you boobs when you take steroids. So it's called bitch know,
1: tits in the uh, in, in the steroid world. But I think it's be, gyno, gynomastia. Gynomastia, something like that. Yeah, they, they, you, you can see it if you look at tests around this same era. And a little bit later, you kind of see it there a little bit. He has it too. Because I, I guess the theory behind it you is is you're, you're injecting so much artificial testosterone or so much extra testosterone that your body produces more estrogen to compensate for it. Cause men and women both produce testosterone and estrogen. As I understand it's just the, the amounts, the relative amounts of each are different in men and women. Do I have that right? You got that? Is that all?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess
1: you're our medical science correspondent. Oh, I am. Yeah. As of like, whenever I just said that and look at Tess, the closest he'll ever be to a world champion. Holding the belt right there outside. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. You know, but hey, he had his own championship. It was called Stacey Keebler and Kelly Kelly. So he he won the world title a number of
0: times. Yep.
1: Don't feel bad for old Ted. Oh, and Mick Foley with the Job Squad t-shirt underneath. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yes. The Job Squad, for those of you who don't recall, was, um, you know, is Al Snow was one of the primary members of it, but it was basically – is sort of in joke thing where you know the guys the jobbers as we've talked about Jabroni's you might even call it if you're the rock or the iron chic um yeah they they they're the guys that get paid to get beat so he has a shirt that says job mm. squad on the front sort of NWO-esque font and on the back it says pin me pay me <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh one of the little forgotten bits of wrestling that made wrestling so great back in this era pride of making georgia ken shamrock pacing around on the outside
0: those steps hurt
1: well there's they're (laughs) solid aluminum i mean that that they are actually heavy i mean i'm not like i'm not denigrating it i mean they're not steel like they they say are they
0: i think xbox said one time they're 40 50 pounds i mean it hurts when somebody i I,
1: I would imagine it actually hurts i'm not taking that away from it but if you
0: know, I mean, it's, it's not cast iron or anything, right?
1: It's not. Yeah, it's not like you're hitting each other with a cast iron skillet, but still, that's not fun by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, God. Mm. Nick, why do you do these things, buddy?
0: Think of the pops. Why we love <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's really going to hurt. But, but yeah, you know, I'll tell you, it you may think of be the because of
1: his recent surgery, but I like the fact that Rock is wearing warmups here, and I'll tell you why. It shows he's not taking this seriously. You know, what I mean, as a character, creatively, it works. It's like, this isn't a challenge to me. I've mm-hmm. got my boys backing me up and it's just mankind. I can take this idiot. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think this comes together so well. And then the rock coming to a, a little of his own commentary. Is this where he does the uh, bells? Will Be ringing? No, that was a different.
0: No, just like this match. is on the corner of, of, of Know Your Role Boulevard and Smackdown Hotel, whatever. It yeah. says there. Well, jerry, jerry you better get your crown jerry, man. Move,
1: but get that crown away from xbox you might crap in it again leslie and melissa getting a nice shout out on the sign in the background there and now mick doing a little little commentary of his own like go back and watch. i'm gonna watch this match after well not like right now because there's bowl games on but like after that i'm gonna go back and watch this just for funsies but the ring belt seat, the ring belt does come into play. I do remember that part. And now, this is what got Daniel Bryan fired from WWE briefly, choking with the cord. Clearly, a different world in 1999. Also, <laughs> yeah. I guess if the rocks, if the rocks doing it, it's okay.
0: Yeah, and you know, back in these days, you know, you choke somebody with cord, they make you champion.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what happened we get a rock bottom through the the table? Here we go! Oh! oh. I remember one time uh, Lawler said, what are you doing at our table? We don't speak Spanish? <laughs> the, um, the uh, or was that Heyman? One of the two. Anyway, one of them said it because the Spanish announced we used to get it. And Rock didn't even do the courtesy of pulling the monitors out first. That's a heel move right there. Normally they pull the monitors out because that shit's expensive.
0: Well, uh, um, Mick probably told him not to. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can imagine so. Why are there have so many pencils at that desk? Look at all those pencils on the floor. Why do they need so many pencils?
0: I don't know. Milton Friedman would have a field day talking about that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just little things you notice. You yeah, know, look at Tess holding the belt. Aw. I miss Test. He was a good, solid mid-card dude.
0: Well, and I think that he, I think JR was just recently talking about him. He just, uh, Tess just didn't want to do business. Probably that's the reason that he never got got bigger than what he was.
1: What do you mean? Didn't want to do business? He lost all uh, the
0: time. He, he would say, you know, no to a lot of creative. And then that's when they so he just, said
1: yes to testicles or things he turned down. Have he said yes to testicles.
0: No, at that point, that was when they started, you know, he's just messing with hit, him. giving no him, you like, all right, you either do this or you're gone.
1: Well, I remember when he first came in as, um, whoever was it Motley Crue or somebody who was doing a concert on raw and test is why they, now he was a roadie for that is why he had the name test. Cause these guys did the test checks and the you know the sound checks in the microphones. I think he Whenever legit he was in, one. Was he really?
0: I think it was legit like a bodyguard for him or something like that.
1: I'm no kidding. Well, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I remember that's how he was introduced. And I was a huge, as I said earlier, long pants, triple H fan at the time. And triple H could not buy a win over test for like the first six months. I feel like Tess beat the snot out of Triple H uh when he first premiered. You have to remember also this is pre the game Triple H he has not had a world championship run. That wouldn't come for another year or so yet. Um uh, oh, here we go. Oh, the most corporate most elbow. Here we go. Oversold
0: move in the history of ever.
1: We've got we've got uh, Hepner in the ring. I don't you know, so I guess Shane's ready to do the screw job. But we have to have the same screwjob ref, though, with Hebner. So it's all coming together.
0: Nobody Did take kid. his wallet out there? What was that bulge in his back pocket? I don't know. I'm not looking. Oh, an impeach bulges. Clinton
1: sign in the background. We were young then. <laughs> uh, whoop. Sort of a spinning neck breaker, sort of that.
0: These they were soft back in the nineties, man. They knew they knew nothing of insurrection.
1: Right. Even though they had a pay-per-view called that. My question is, while all this was going on, on the outside and Nick Foley getting injured, why is DX not helping?
0: Well, they're just sitting back. And right watching now, this crap. for example,
1: while he has the belt, why does not somebody jump in there and take it away from him? A lot of fat a lot of good DX does. Friends like that. Who needs enemies?
0: Yeah, uh, let's cheer him on.
1: Yeah, they're che- Oh, they're great. cheerleaders. I mean, this is the proto-spirit squad we have out here in the DX Army. Jesus Jones. And another one with the – oh, swing and a miss. Oh, Katniss Jack style. double arm DDT very near the belt because he kicked it away at the last second. (laughs)
0: Uh, And Rock looking (laughs) at the the ref, so he's going to kick out. I really wish oh con- I I, re- I really wish Conrad would have never said anything about that because now uh, now I see it everybody.
1: as Conrad mentioned it.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I didn't notice that. I didn't know that he had mentioned that. I just happened to notice it this trip. Looking straight at the does Rock do it all the time?
0: Oh, Rock did it, uh, but everybody does it. Right. The only time that well, you to- you know somebody is going to kick out whenever they have their eyes open and they're watching it the ref. Yeah. Oh, here comes oh, the chair and shot, comes
1: and then
0: and finally, finally, DX 3 Scissor
1: me, scissor me, daddy ass, coming in for the save.
0: And here comes the pop. And
1: now we got a Pier six brawl going on here. It's a real row.
0: And there's Austin. And
1: there's the glass shattering. Cold Stone Steve Austin sauntering down the ring.
0: You hear he knows the glass.
1: Happen. That's why he's taking this sweet ass time.
0: When you hear the glass, that's your ass.
1: That's it, baby. Oh, uh, Boom! See, we don't mind heel tactics when it's our favorites doing it.
0: Mm-mm.
1: And the one, two, oh. three. Oh my god, back in the days when one chair shot would take somebody out. Bravo, look at that. How much fun was this? I mean, it's a contrived, overbooked nonsense match, but golly, is it not fun? It just it, you can get away with a lot if your characters are so over.
0: And I'll say this, dude. Michael Cole's announcing right here at the end has got to be his best work ever. Michael, and, and
1: Jerry does a great job.
0: And I, I really hope. I mean, you know, I think Jr. will will say that this is one of his biggest regrets not being able to announce. That uh, was he? Nick this Foley's is when win. he was
1: having, he had colon.
0: No, he had colon uh, uh, Bell's palsy. Oh,
1: uh, it was this Bell's palsy attack? Yeah. God bless Jr. But yeah, I mean, he would have been great on this as well uh but michael cole does do a very good job here it's, it, it's true
0: but you know mick foley comes from you know backyard wrestling you know being told that you'll never be anything that yes. you'll you'll never make it to the top you 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 barely will be a jobber
1: and that's on the commentary and, level too here michael cole says something of that effect you know he right. says yeah you know, for all the people who've been told you can't do it and jerry jump said you can't do this you can't do this It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> so good <laughs>
0: Well, by damn it, <laughs> Mick Foley did. <laughs> and, you know, I I can't help but notice that they don't call him mankind. They call him Mick Foley. Yeah,
1: he's Mick Foley now. And you see the signs. Foley is God, you know, all that. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the audience connected to the man, Mick Foley, and therefore also the character of mankind. And so you can get away. Honestly, all of wrestling is contrived. You kind of have to accept that. But this, if you just looked at it in a vacuum, is overbooked, bizarre nonsense. But it's because you care about so many of the people involved and care so deeply for mm-hmm. them. From you know Vince and Rock and Mick to Stone Cold, even China, DX, all, DX as a whole. The people are over, therefore this is over. This is, I feel like that's what we're missing nowadays in a lot of cases. We try to contrive a situation without having the people in place ready to do it.
0: And Mick tells a story that uh, you know he's actually at home with his two kids watching yeah, this, and then two at the time, right? Right there at the end, uh, he pulls out the the, the belt, mm-hmm. um, and they
1: didn't know. And yeah, they Noel and Dewey are dancing around with with, with the belt, <laughs> and he says, "Big Daddy O did it." And if that doesn't tug at your heartstrings, go see yeah. a cardiologist. You may ha- may not have a heart. Because Mick Foley winds up being like a three-time champion for a combined reign of like 90 days or something. <laughs> like it doesn't last long, but
0: yeah. damn it, people love it. But he has wins over Stone Cold and The Rock not once but twice. Yeah, it's two times. <laughs> two times.
1: Oh, my goodness. Look at Mick Foley go. <laughs> I mean, at this point, is it irretrievable for WCW? You look at that, and look at what we just watched. Is is WCW a dead promotion walking at this point.
0: If you had to re, I mean, if you go into your head, if you had to book WCW out of that funk, how in the hell do you do it
1: after it's happened? I don't know. I, I don't know how you've done, you done it. I think
0: I think I just say, pull the trigger.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, like, listen, let's not waste time. Let's just get this over with again. I don't know what they did the next week. So I, I can't say, what they did and didn't work or whatever, because I never watched nitro again until the event. Like, oh shit. Seriously. WWE bought it. or WWE I mean, I, I don't know I how, it? how I'm they say last Nitro I
0: don't so know how I they say, I don't know what happened. Well I mean, I don't know how they say, you know, you know, who will get us out of this Vince Russo. <laughs> I mean,
1: if you don't know any better, I can, again, at the time I can understand it. I think, you know, Vince Russo getting hired, Comes a lot of hot, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking because clearly he wasn't what he sold himself to be. Again, I'm not the biggest Vince Russo hater in the world. I think he had some good points, specifically trying to get everyone involved in a storyline. But that's also one of his biggest problems. Not everyone needs a storyline. Some guys are in the job squad. They're there to get pinned to get paid. Just do it.
0: Yeah, but. Uh... I'd be lying if I say I don't watch the uh, Mick Foley win every so often. Get a little emotional over that because oh, I'm gonna, I'm absolutely
1: gonna watch this match back later.
0: Probably uh, with the
1: sound on.
0: Yeah, the most well deserved (laughs) uh, championship win of all time. I can't think of one that was more well deserved than that.
1: Um, Yeah, from every aspect, from what he'd given to the business to how much people loved him. um, I mean there's very seldom a real feel-good story in wrestling mick foley's one of them um specifically this title run so great so great
0: yeah I, I i remember getting the uh getting the wwe wwf magazine at that point in the next month that says hey mrs foley your baby boy did it and i'm just like even as a kid i'm like oh um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, man, that was real cool. I, I, uh it certainly, uh, brings you up from the absolute abortion that a finger poke at doom.
1: I mean, look at the juxtaposition here. I mean, really, look at that. And look at the crowd. They both have similar crowd. Actually, WWE's in a bigger arena, but they're both as sold out. They're both the crowd, both crowds are just as hot. Look what one crowd gets versus what the other crowd gets. And, yeah, I think that he said he's dead. It's yeah. just going to take a while for the corpse to fall over.
0: Yeah. I. Well. I don't know that, what you do. I don't know, man. That well, I, I say that uh, in terms of kicking off our uh, our new year, I think that this has been a great one to uh, to start off with. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how we'll follow it, but we'll figure out something. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> booking the next week's always tough
0: yeah um but anyways guys i really want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with us today we're going to go for the cover the count and the victory on this one jd do you have anything else you want to throw in
1: well i uh, will see you next week and hopefully we'll be celebrating another georgia bulldog win uh so go dogs everybody be safe out there
0: all right go dogs and i'll bid our listening audience adieu adieu